This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome everybody to the Sports Beast Pod. Today is Friday, May 29th, 2020. And this is a podcast covering sports business where we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders in sports and entertainment on Tuesdays and on Fridays featuring The Rundown with special guests to recap the news on sports biz news, events, careers, and more. So this week was unique. We did not release an interview on Tuesday. Uh, My apologies on that. We were wrapping up a very large online event that we just finished up with the sports startup debate, which ended last week with the championships where we were live streaming and right now we're going through a phase where we are re-strategizing the Sports Biz Pod. Um, a lot of good things are going to be coming from this. Um, some some amazing guests, uh, professional athletes, and entertainers and investors. So, um, you know, apologies for for not putting out the podcast this Tuesday. I will uh, say that we've been spending this time to really recalibrate and re-strategize our approach moving forward and for today this is the sports biz rundown so each week we recap and we typically bring on special guests apologies we do not have a special guest for this one um like i mentioned we're just kind of spending some time to re-strategize where we're heading with this podcast so there's gonna be a lot of new updates a lot are going to be a live stream component into it and some very high level guests so i appreciate your patience and for all the the real listeners to kind of stick along um, as we're, we're continuing to build this. So much appreciated. And how the format works for this podcast is we typically bring on guests and we will give a quick rundown and provide commentary of what happened this week uh, to give you a very concise breakdown. So it will just be me again. I'm, I'm your host, Nick Hayden, the founder at Sports Biz Group. Uh, we've been uh, running Sports Biz Group for almost two years. It's a creative sports and entertainment agency. And we put on activations. We work with brands, athletes, we put on our own events, and we have a lot of different resources that have helped people break through into the sports industry. So we're excited about what's coming in the upcoming months. There's going to be a lot of new updates right now. We're just kind of heads down, re-strategizing, working, and building. So appreciate your patience with, with all that's been going on the past few weeks. It's been really busy on our end. But Let's get right down to it to cover the top sports biz news stories that we curate and we put out in our newsletter that is sent out. Um, so you can go check out that at sportsbizgroup.com to subscribe. Um, but you know, kicking things off, um, you know, we're all, we're past two months, almost three months in, under quarantine. Uh, sports have just started to get back as of this week. You have the Bundesliga that, that was playing, German soccer league, football league. Uh, playing last weekend, and then you had the match, which got some good views. But sports is not fully back yet. The ma- uh, Bundesliga matches, they were did not have any fans in the stands. Um, they had card cardboard cutout boxes that, that the diehard fans paid for. So um, we're slowly getting back 
to the good sports days that we that we really miss and some updates coming from you know um, some coronavirus updates that we're seeing from um, you know the NCAA where um, they have a Division One Council Coordination Committee um, and it's extended its recruiting deadline period into all sports as of right now to July 31st. Um, the, the committee previously extended the dead period, which is instituted uh, because of coronavirus. So it's extending um, colleges' ability to recruit talent uh, across all sports. So it looks like the NCAA is trying to buy some more time as you know they don't have all the answers and it might be very high, highly unlikely to see um, any collegiate sports uh, this this fall in in the way that we've been accustomed to seeing it, um, and you'll you'll see another kind of story that we're segueing to right now is um, you'll see schools that are financially challenged um, they're considering cutting sports programs um, in the wake of coronavirus pandemic to make it um, because it's being very difficult to keep things and if people can't play it's not just about money it's not just about sports there's Title Nine there's a lot of other variables um, that these schools have to uh, you know look into and and you could see a lot of you know maybe not large universities like sec acc big 10 college football programs might not likely get cut but some of these other smaller programs that aren't as revenue generating for these universities might be cutting these programs and um, it's going to be very tough times I, I would see coming through so um you know ncaa and you know there's a lot of new things coming up you have hundreds of you know, thousands of different schools that all have different decisions and it's state by state. You know, you have Florida State, they'll, they'll have some more flexibility perhaps with using their venues and same thing with California. But some of these other states that they don't want to um, take a knee down and, and kind of acknowledge how much money that these uh, athletic, you know, bring into their schools. So um, it's going to be very difficult to see how um, you know, a full college football or, you know, these big sporting events to happen. Um, but we'll, we'll constantly be monitoring these updates. So we'll, we'll segue quickly into uh, some of these other updates where we're moving into the summer. Next week was supposed to be the Belmont Stakes. Obviously, that's postponed. Um, but the summer is jam-packed with conferences, events, um, and uh, a lot of them are either switching it to digital or they're completely postponing it or they're, you know, figuring out a way to make it work. So um, with the SBs, uh, it's a great event that we've been involved with in the past uh, as far as events. And we were looking into putting on an event um, in Los Angeles for, for the SBs, which is, was also going to be the MLB All-Star Game as well. So, um, you know, they have some updates where they're announcing that the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, and soccer superstar Megan Rapino. Um, and three-time WNBA uh, star champion Sue Bird uh, will be the all-co-host, and it's going to be a remote ESPYs live stream broadcast airing on June 21st. So they just came out with this annu- uh, announcement of um, the hosts, and and uh, those are three very interesting perspectives and polarizing figures to help um, you know guide uh, the virtual SBs experience. So I'm sure it's not going to be the same. Uh, I was at the SBs last year, great parties, great events all around, and it's unfortunate to see that not happen, but uh, we'll see how they are able to um, you know put something on that could be captivating for people to watch. ESPN has been kind of looking for new ways to, to captivate people's attention and you know they just wrapped up the last dance which was a great um, great film and docu series on Michael Jordan so we'll see how the ratings and views go with the SBs um, moving on to some other 
big headlines. Uh, you have Naomi um, Asoka. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. She is um, the youngest female um, athlete to to, to um, earn thirty seven point four million in the last twelve months. So that makes her the highest earning uh, female superstar. And it's very impressive to see. You have uh, Serena Williams. She kind of set the bar uh, when she was you know coming out of the gates at a young age, and now. Um, someone like Naomi, she, she's kind of setting the bar even higher. And uh, you see other female athletes like Maria Sharapova. She previously held the record at $29.7 million in 2015. So um, it's great to see that, especially uh, the rise in, in the dominance of female athletes kind of getting what they deserve in the marketplace uh, for how much attention they're bringing in on. So it's great to see, especially young superstars, um, be able to capitalize on what they're worked really hard for. And um, tennis has always been a great sport that has supported, you know, female athletes. And you see the WNBA, they're, they're starting to do a very great job um, about elevating, you know, their players' profiles and, and getting them more awareness. So um, that's kind of a news that just broke this week. Um, and, and that was reported by Forbes. So, um, you know, great for, for Naomi and, and seeing how uh, she progresses her career um, at a very, very early age. Um, moving on to some other kind of updates about, you know, when to expect sports. We've, we've seen, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of uh, sports that have, uh, you know, made progress. The Bundesliga started playing. Um, now the Premier League is set to resume on June 17th. Um, after the clubs gave a project restart, the green light um, at a shareholders meeting on this Thursday. So their aim is to complete all league fixtures by August 1st. After the, that date, um, the, uh, the cup can then be completed with the final anticipated on August 8th. Um, so in addition to the remaining Champions League and Europe um, you know, league fixtures, um, we'll see how this the Premier League can kind of get the ball rolling uh, with with the the tournament. So it looks like they're they're kind of picking up where they left off, um, and uh, you know it's a little bit different than the NHL approach that um, they just made an announcement that um, there's going to be 24 teams that will return, um, and it's going to be right to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So they've um, made more teams into the playoffs, um, but it's going to uh, regular season is wrapped up. And, um, you know, things have just kind of moved along. So they, they just kind of released that, those plans. And, um, you know, they're one of the, the other leagues that are kind of figuring out how to do that. You have the MLB um, and the MLBPA still negotiating on, uh, you know, the salary uh, deductions that, that were offered. But the NHL, they put together and they said, hey, we're going to put on a 24-team uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and it's going to be in two hub cities. Uh, so official training camps would resume no earlier than July 1st, and the season would conclude with the presentation of the Stanley Cup uh, to the 2019 to 2020 season in early autumn. Uh, so the re- the regular season was officially declared complete, and they're moving right along. So um, that's kind of a setting a, a template that maybe other leagues. I don't think there's going to be a very uniform model. Um, each teams and leagues have their own unique problems, but um, international soccer. They're getting back rolling. The National Hockey League, they're getting things going. The MLB, uh, they're still figuring it out. The NBA, they're starting to open up their training facilities, but they have not necessarily officially released uh, what the exact plans will be uh, for return. And I would anticipate it being a very similar model 
um, to maybe what you see with the NHL, uh, where it goes right to the uh, NBA Finals, and maybe there's a you know um, the same teams, but I would I would anticipate that how the how the brackets are set right now, there could be some discrepancies with teams that are on the cut. But I think for the most part, the teams, um, it's not going to change. It's not going to waver too much with their overall schedule and how many wins they're going to they're going to complete. So um, more updates to come with that. But things are starting to be a lot more optimistic. Those were you know top six news stories that we covered, where ranging from NCAA, collegiate athletics, it's going to be very difficult in my opinion for that to return back to full swing. Um, but you see, you know, leagues like the NHL, MLB. NBA, they're all making moves, they're all doing things, and they all have their own complex issues and logistics that they're going to have to solve. And it's not just the league putting it out, there's a lot of negotiation that goes back and forth with the Players Association. So, um, for example, the NFL, they... um, they seem to be going that they seem to be saying that they're just going to continue the season. They haven't necessarily made any announcements of change in play, which makes sense. They don't necessarily need to do that yet, and they can keep waiting it out. But something like that, where if if they are forced to quarantine um, and and stay in two hub cities or or maybe one or few stadiums, um, and, and the players are all going to have to quarantine, that's very difficult. And maybe not all players will accept that. So it's a balancing act of the league front office putting together a plan that makes sense for the fans and for the players and for the media rights and for the sponsors and for the safety of everybody uh, first and foremost. And then the players, they're, they're the ones actually getting it done. They have to agree to it too. And I'm sure a lot of them would like the money and they're ready for it to get back. But um, you know, we'll, we'll see the, the MLB, they, they, um, they uh, offered significant pay cuts uh, and it doesn't seem like the MLBPA is too happy about that. So we'll see how those negotiations go. But it's very complex. It's not easy to just quickly put together a plan. It needs to be very gradual, put a very a plan together that's low risk, likely having no fans, the, the players quarantine, um, and then slowly graduating where you have one phase one, then phase two, you bring in maybe limited fans. And then phase three, you just keep working it up where it, it gets safer and safer. And until we can know more about this, uh, this virus and the actual impact, um, I think it's good to, to get things back rolling. And you're starting to see at a grander scale, just more restaurants, businesses, uh, things opening up. So people's sentiment are starting to get uh, more open, but I still think it's going to be a little bit more time for mass people to wanting to go pack into a stadium. Um, I know I definitely would, but I think from a mass appeal, it's still going to take some time. So um, to quickly kind of rack up, wrap up this uh, podcast, we, like I mentioned, we release typically two podcasts per week. This is just a one podcast. We did not release a Tuesday. Um, if you'd like to kind of recap on some of the sports biz events, we just concluded an online debate competition where we sourced over 80 startups to apply around the world within sports and entertainment, ranging from esports, sports betting, sports tech, and athlete performance. And then we hosted a single elimination 16 seed tournament where these founders would debate each other over best practices and industry trends in front of investors and in front of professional athletes. So we just concluded that last week 
And um, that was kind of a result of a lot of the things that we are recapping and recalibrating for um, and expect a lot of big updates. So um, coming from that. So appreciate everyone that tuned in and everyone participated. Um, and then kind of wrapping up this podcast for today, we source um, top sports biz career openings. So we know it's a very difficult time on the, the job and the career market. Um, a lot of companies were furloughed or maybe internships were paused or you know, budgets were cut. So um, it, it is tough times out there. So what we're trying to do to combat with that and what we've been doing the past year is, you know, curating the pa- uh, the best job openings that we source each week on LinkedIn um, and through our sources of people that refer to us. Um, so you can stay up to date on, on the job openings and what's there on the market. And we anticipate a kind of career board opening soon as well on our end. So stay tuned for that. We have some uh, initial um, interest in, in something like that. So um, to kind of go right into it, we are uh, seeing that the edge of concepts, um, they're looking for a sports-minded marketing rep. Um, and then we have another uh, company called Performance Solutions. They're more looking for a marketing assistant um, in their sports division. Moving on to some mid-level jobs, Foot Locker, they're looking for a manager of creative science. FanDuel is looking for a marketing technology manager. And senior level, we're look- we see the score. They're looking for a director of communications and media relations. And then finally, K-Swiss is looking for a head of content. So those are the top six uh, career openings that we saw. Um, stay tuned for more um, job openings, career openings that we will source. If you haven't already, please go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or tag along wherever you consume podcasts. Um, please reach out to us at any time about any recommendations, podcast guests, event ideas, anything to collaborate. Um, but you can go to at sportsbizgroup or sportsbizgroup.com for um, any of the updates that we're putting out. Subscribe to our newsletter as well. Uh, so you can stay up to those updates. But thanks again for tuning in. This was uh, the Sports Biz Rundown. Stay tuned for a lot of exciting updates that we're going to be unveiling um, in the upcoming weeks. And hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.